You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are all here with me today. I have another wonderful show in store for you today with an amazing guest. I can't wait to introduce her to you. First, though, I want to give a big, big shout out to uh, Reverend Dr. Tara Lynn Curry, Avery Curry for her premiering her show today on the network, Dismantle Racism. It was a wonderful episode with her guest, Dr. Anita Sanchez. If you missed it, uh, make sure to check the, the website later today on talkradio.nyc uh, to catch it. it. It's a wonderful, thoughtful, very important show. You know, on, on the network, on Talk Radio NYC, I really like to bring other hosts on who have topics that are in alignment with the overall brand of the network, but also very important topics. That's why we have shows like Extra Innings talking about suicide. You know, it's, it's I've been touched by suicide. My best friend from high school committed suicide over 10 years ago. Um, everybody knows somebody who's either committed suicide or, or has been affected by it. So I felt that was an important show to bring on the network. Um, and, and then racism, uh, I mean, look, I'm, I'm Jewish of, of Jewish ancestry. I've experienced anti-Semitism in my life. People of color of all kinds of color have experienced, um, you know, discrimination of one form or another. And all it does is just keep us separated. And one of the reasons why I felt it was important uh, for Reverend Dr. Tara Lynn to, to come on the network was because we need to pick apart these things that separate us so that we can come together. And this pandemic to me has just been one giant lesson about how we are so interconnected, interrelated, and, and how we really, it will really serve us to, to come together because there are more global challenges on the horizon. There are more, uh, situations I, I feel that are, are, still ahead of us, that in order for us to move through them in the best possible way, that we really need to come together and, and start dropping these things that divide us from one another, and focus more on the commonality, the things that, 
that actually connect us. So um, I hope you had a chance to catch that. If you didn't, please, please catch the replay. And you can also, as always, watch the video on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash talkradionyc. Okay, enough of the soapbox. Let's get started. Oh, and, and by the way, there is another new show starting today uh, at uh, uh, 6 p.m., uh, Eastern Time on Talk Radio, Planet Pakalolo, which is all about the cannabis industry. We we had had a a cannabis related show on the network a couple of years ago. It did very well, and now we've got a new one coming on. So uh, uh, I look forward to that one as well. Okay, so let's get started with our section from Everyday Awakening, my book, which I am very grateful. I've been getting so much uh, positive feedback about it from different people. So um, I I actually am very grateful. And let me get started. Today's section is entitled, Sitting Still Allows Us to Be More Present to Ourselves and Others. How are we present to ourselves? Can we sit still and just be aware of our feelings? Do we fidget and become restless in our seat looking for something to do? I know I have been that way. How, how we are when we are by ourselves actually tells us a lot about ourselves. When we are at peace with ourselves, it is easy to sit and be still. When we are uncomfortable with some aspect of ourselves, it is hard to spend time alone. When we take a moment to just breathe and relax, are we really relaxed? Most of the time, we are not relaxed around ourselves. We need to be doing something or be engaged in a conversation. We look for some kind of distraction to take us away from how we are really feeling. Yet if we take a moment to explore that feeling, instead of avoiding it, we can learn quite a bit. We can see more clearly where our work is, our internal work. We can feel what it is that triggers us. We can discover what unresolved issues are rolling around inside of us. It is not always comfortable to just sit with ourselves. In fact, it can be quite challenging, yet the rewards are enormous. And the practice itself is quite helpful. It gives us the moment of peace with which we can enter our day. It helps us to be more centered and grounded. It reminds us to be gentler and kinder kinder with ourselves, and it calls us to be more present to everything in our lives. Presence allows us to be more available to to others and to ourselves. Can you make some space in your life to just sit and be with yourself on a regular basis? So this section I wrote because... At the time, I believe I'd been engaged in a lot of conversations with people around meditation and sitting still and what it is and what it isn't and the benefits of it. And I began to realize that uh, many people often don't really understand like some of the basic benefits of it. And first of all, like just meditation in general is very misunderstood, thinking it's something that you have to get right. You have to sit there with your legs crossed on the floor with a candle and burning incense and and thinking absolutely no thoughts. And it's like, some people may do it that way, but 99.9% of the people don't do it that way. And it's actually not about getting to that perfect still place, though 
if you keep up on the practice and you keep doing it consistently, you might one day get there, but it's not about that. It's really just about being with ourselves, just sitting still for a moment instead of racing to whatever our life is about at the moment, just sitting still with ourselves and be, just being present to what is. What are the feelings? What, what is irritating us? What is annoying us? What is making us feel a little agitated in the moment? You know, maybe, maybe someone said something to you the other day and it's still kind of churning inside of you. Uh, maybe there, there's something unresolved. Maybe you had an argument with someone or maybe you just, there's some anxiety that you're not even sure where it comes from. And, and those feelings can often be like little breadcrumbs that can lead us to a place that can really show us something very deep about ourselves and can really uh, help us to see where the deep inner work is, where, what is it that is taking us out of our presence, taking us out of really being with ourselves in this present moment. And the amazing thing is when we can really be present with ourselves, then we can be present with another person and to truly be present with another person. Oh, there is such beauty, such richness, such gold there. Um, and, and, and somebody who can feel that you are being very present with them, they feel so seen that just that experience itself can be so uplifting, so such a, 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 an amazing experience for the person receiving your presence. So if you have something around being selfish, fine, do it for an altruistic reason. Sit and be still, not for yourself, but for who you can become when you're with other people. It, it, it doesn't have to be just for yourself, but I personally think it's okay to do it just for yourself. It's okay to do it just because you want some space in your life to be with yourself, to give yourself that moment to just be. Don't have to justify it. We don't have to give people reasons for it. We can just give it as a present to ourselves to just give us some space. And if nothing else, I mean, now that we're coming out of the, the, this lockdown and the, this pandemic, I think this past year has been a real exercise in learning to just be with ourselves. And I know it's not easy. And especially to those people who are alone through this pandemic, my, my heart really goes out to you. I mean, I'm fortunate. I'm married. I had my wife with me the whole time. But I know I've, I've, I've been single in the past. I've been by myself. It is not easy to, to go through a really difficult time by yourself. So honor yourself for that and know that it actually was a great gift if we were willing to practice that presence with ourself and, and with those uh, and, and with our feelings and with uh, who and what we are. All right. So now um, we just got a couple of minutes before break, but it, it is my pleasure to introduce to you 
Alexand- Alexandra Figueredo. I keep wanting to say Figueredo, <laughs> but Figueredo, who is a brand and performance coach who's worked with thousands of conscious entrepreneurs over the last 20 years. She ain't no slouch. She spent the first half of her career in the corporate, in the financial corporate world. That's, that's actually where I got my start until she discovered she wasn't living her mission. She resigned to co-found a startup that helped promote thousands of artists and creative entrepreneurs all over the world. She soon, I actually got to connect you with somebody who does that same kind of work. She soon discovered that she could use her business and communications background to create her own business, doing what she loves and supporting others just like herself to fulfill their missions to build thriving six and seven figure businesses and brands and to share their messages with the world. In addition to coaching, Alexandra is an intuitive healer, a certified happy happy for no reason trainer, I have to ask you about that, and a certified dance instructor that incorporates all these modalities to move energy, clear blocks, standing in the way of your success for up to 10 times faster and better results. She's also a best-selling author, including being a co-author of an anthology book alongside Sharon Lecter, who we've had on the show, and Dame DC Cordova, who's a dear friend. I got to get her on my show. Uh, She's been featured in the New York Times, Business Insider, Career Builder, Natural Awakenings, and countless other media outlets, podcasts, and stages. And now, of course, the highlight of her career being on the Conscious Consultant Hour. (laughs) How are you doing today, Alexandra? (laughs) Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. Definitely the highlight, at least for today. (laughs) At least for today. Exactly. Exactly. Just for today. (laughs) Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, So we got to take a break in a minute, but I I just want to ask you um, this path of where you're really out to help people find their mission and like build their businesses. Is this something that they were like inklings of when you were a little girl, or, you know, when you were young getting started, or was just something that just came later in life that was just a complete surprise to you? It was both. <laughs> there were definitely okay. some inklings as I was a performer. I love to dance ah. and be on stage and musical theater involved in the arts. But then I studied finance, and that's how I ended up in the financial mm. sector. I was in banking. And it was around five, six years in where I was like, hmm, this is not fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I started reading about mission and purpose from books oh. from Jack Canfield and people like that. And that's where I realized, okay, there might be another path for me and mm. let me figure it out. Mm, nice, nice. Yeah, I, I kind of started off uh, just because I needed to get a job when I was in college. So I became a bank teller. And then from that, I got into cash management and I started working for other banks and financial institutions, but usually more on either the training or the technical side um, until uh, I, I then even worked for a, a trade association, then eventually left, became an entrepreneur about yay, how long ago now? Like 28 years ago? Wow. Um, and, and though it, it, it took me sort of several different businesses until I came upon what I'm doing now about 11 years ago. Um, but it's kind of interesting how many of us sort of start in these more traditional corporate uh, uh, positions that sometimes I think we end up in 
just out of necessity in the moment or just because we kind of have this feeling like I need to do something to make money to pay the bills. Uh, but but after we've been doing it a while, right, we kind of get this feeling like, I mean, the money's okay, but this just doesn't really jive with who and what I am, right? Absolutely. I've seen it with countless, countless clients. In fact, for me, it was the right thing to do was to go into finance because I was good at math. Mm. Ah, me too. <laughs> so me too. I got the family supporting that. And so it was that, you know, that was kind of what got me into that path before ah, I realized, hmm, there's something ah. else out there for me. Okay. So we're going to talk about like what got you to realize mm, there's something else that, that for me out there and sort of that transition that you went through and then how that got eventually your journey into how that got to be what you're doing today. Okay. After we take this break. So everybody you're listening to the conscious consultant hour, awakening humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 PM Eastern time right here on talkradio.nyc and all over Facebook on Facebook live uh, on inspired thoughts at uh, the conscious consultant talk radio NYC. You can find us everywhere. Just Google the conscious consultant. And if you miss us live, we're on all the podcasting platforms, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora one now, uh, iHeartRadio, just whatever app you're used to using, just search the, for the Conscious Consultant, you'll find me there. So we will be right back with my guest, Alexander Figure Alexandra Figueredo, right after this. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Innings. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader, the personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. 
So that's seven o'clock every Thursday evening. The mind behind leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. My guest this hour is Alexandra Figueredo, uh, a performance coach and uh, mission specialist. I don't know how to call you. <laughs> um, so, Alexandra, in the last segment, we talked about how you started off in, in sort of the corporate financial world until it kind of, you said, mm, this, this ain't for me. W- was there a specific instigating incident that caused that switch to happen or was it something to just kind of gradually just it didn't feel right anymore it was about four or five years in my career as a banker i was a lender so i was actually an officer i had a pretty Ah. high level position in fact i kept on getting promoted (laughs) i kept on getting promoted (laughs) i couldn't stop getting promoted (laughs) so i was Ah. definitely an asset within my company and it was a great job I got paid well. Which organization was was it? It was a bank called Gibraltar Private Bank. And it was a national bank. And so it was just just incredible people there. In fact, I mean, I just loved, I actually loved Mm -hmm. working there. It was just, I didn't love what I did. I didn't love what I was doing. And there were two things, two books in particular, that really instigated me thinking about this other path, this other way. The first was Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Ah, Stephen Covey. Funny enough, yes. With funny enough, I I started reading twice and I never got through past like the first, (laughs) I don't know, third of the book, but I got what I needed because it was about, Mm. um, you know, starting with the end in mind. And then um, one of the exercises about seeing yourself when you've already passed. Mm. And so like three years, having like a three-year trajectory for kind of creating this big impact in your life. That was a game changer for me. Ah. The second book was Jack Canfield's Success Principles. Ah. That's possibly, if I can think back, the first time I heard of the word purpose and mission. And so I was like, huh. And being a sensitive kid, being an artistic kid, being a creative child and growing up, that's when I realized, okay, I love dancing, performing, you know, helping people, supporting people, um, giving back. I loved philanthropy. I loved giving to the arts organizations. Mm -hmm. But then I was doing this job in, you know, in finance and banking. And that's where I was like, there's definitely some type of a misalignment. Let me figure this out. And so I just kept on reading and reading and reading and reading. And um, fortunately, my sister started an online startup. Uh, she's a painter. And so we, uh, I co-founded this with her. It was a, a large organization uh, or a large site that we had about 3,000 artists at one point. Wow. And so this was like before Facebook was really even popular. <laughs> oh, okay. And so it was like we were kind of newer in that in that field, in that industry. And so that was the jumping point for me. 
mm-hmm. to get to find a reason to leave the organization. Uh, I was did, founding this organization and then I was getting my master's in communications at the same time. Ah, at the same time. Wow. So so did you leave your job before you started the startup or did you kind of start it while you were still there and then you you left? I started the the we I co-founded the startup before I left mm-hmm. and I started my master's before I left. So at one point I was actually working wow. on all three and you know, what really got me right at the end. Cause I felt, I felt so bad and guilty about leaving was I remember the day when I was working more on the startup at my office job than I was working on my corporate job. I was like, oh, okay. There's at, at that point I was like, I, you know, I can't feel guilty anymore. This is what I'm passionate about. This is what I, what I, what I really want to do. I really want to help other creative entrepreneurs. And so I jumped ship. (laughs) And and after you jumped ship, like in the beginning, in those early days, were you, was it all just like, okay, I'm happy. I'm joyful. I'm aligned now. Or was it like, am I making a big mistake? What am I doing? You know, was there that kind of nervousness there? So there was absolutely no shadow of a doubt that that was the best thing for me when I, when I did it, I knew that it had to be done. However, Here's where things got interesting. That first year, I I had had savings from my job, but mm-hmm. the but the startup wasn't making sufficient income. Right. And so I ran out of my savings, and as they say, I became a starving artist, mm-hmm. <laughs> working with other artists, supporting other artists, loving on other artists, and right. not able to make enough income for myself. And so right. that's when about six months into that next year. I I freaked out and I said, Uh, but being very resourceful and being an entrepreneurial mind, I figured it out and I became mm -hmm. a coach that year. I wrote my first book that year. I did workshops with artists. This was 10 years ago. So I really needed to figure out and I was getting my master's at the same time. So I had a mortgage, you know, like all of these things I needed to figure it out. And so it was that those year, that like year, I would say, when I realized it wasn't just about creating this other thing, this, this other business, Mm -hmm. it was also about me coaching and supporting Mm -hmm. other entrepreneurs in that way, rather Mm -hmm. than, you know, through this other vehicle. And that's where I was like, Oh, I guess I'm a coach now. (laughs) Ah, ah. So it was just kind of doing the coaching end of things. It's just something you kind of naturally fell into because you needed to do something to help pay the bills Um, But then I'm assuming that once you started doing that, you realized like, oh, this is juicy. This is really good. I really enjoy that. Yes, I loved it. I loved it. The only challenge was that coaching at the beginning wasn't really, you know, wasn't really getting me the income that I wanted as much. So then I started doing um, public relations and communications Ah. consulting. And so I created my agency where I was also coaching, but really more of the, um, going out there and helping people get visibility. It was more, that was what was really making the money at the beginning, those first five, six years. Sure, sure, sure. And, and what is it that brought you to realize that helping people to focus on their mission and making the mission like something so important, working with conscious entrepreneurs, like, like how did that come out of all of this? It was because I realized I was having such a hard time figuring it out myself. Ah. And my journey was about, I would say about three to four years between mm. when I first heard the word or, or understood the word mission 
to when I started coaching, like a year after that, it was about three, four years. And I was like, huh, if I can help other people do it and figure it out a lot faster, then I can be really supportive with them. Mm -hmm. And by the way, Sam, it's still an evolution. (laughs) (laughs) I still, you know, I still lean into a path and I go in one direction. I was like, ah, I didn't know that this was what I was going to, you know, I didn't know that this is where my life was going to take me. So I feel like we're constantly, it's like, it's just a, it's a path and we're evolving into right. it, and it, falling it, into that mission. It's an organic, uh, it's an organic adventure, right? It's, it's something that's alive and moving and has lots of moving parts and will shift and change. And what it looks like today may not be what it looks like tomorrow. Absolutely. And sometimes that's feedback if you go on one path and something happens, issues, you know, sometimes people, you know, you get sick, things happen that all of a sudden it kind of shifts you or puts you back into alignment with your path. Right, right. right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, okay, it's, it's time for us to take another break. Uh, when we come back, I want to find out about this happy for no reason trainer certification you got. Um, and, and, and then also like how you got to be, a part of that anthology book with with Sharon Lecter and DC Cordova and these giants in the industry. Um, so that's a real accomplishment. So I'd love to hear about that. And then let's really get into, you know, what it is you kind of do and help people. How can someone figure out their mission? And, and you know, what does it look like when you when you are on mission? Okay? Absolutely. Looking forward mm-hmm. to it. Wonderful. But you're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern time right here on talkradio.nyc. And we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. 
Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Like right before coming back from commercial, there were like all these sirens outside and fire trucks and stuff. I don't know what's going on, but it's such a warm day in New York City. I have the window a little bit open, which I usually don't. I got to I didn't want to get up to close it. You know, phones are ringing. Everything's going crazy all at once. Um, so, Alexandra, I wanted to ask you about this certification you got called happy for no reason what's that how did you find out about it and what's that all about oh right so have you heard of marcy shimoff oh marcy of course yes so that is her program Uh, and i became certified in her program about uh, i think it was about two years ago i was in her the second class mm -hmm. that got uh that got that got certified and but I, I stumbled upon it because I had been following her and Deborah back when they had the Year of Miracles program uh, many yes. years ago. Yes. And I connected with Deborah originally through the EV, the Evolutionary Business Council. Mm-hmm. And so I was on their net, you know, on their uh, their list and all that and hearing all these wonderful things. And that's how right. I got into her program. So what it I, is, yeah. it's a it, it's a, it's based on her book, Happy for No Reason. Mm-hmm. And that is essentially about the um, the importance of really focusing on inner happiness or inner, you know, that inner game mm-hmm. versus extrinsic or external happiness. And mm-hmm. so um, there is uh, her book is incredible and there are tools and a lot of strategies, everything from physiological things that we can do to mm-hmm. spiritual guidance to emotional heart-centered things that we've learned from the heart math institute that have changed ah, my life yes. you know i, I, I and, had the uh, i had one of the co-founders of the heart math institute on my show uh, last year he's a wonderful gentleman absolutely amazing and so she the basis of it is that she grew up not very happy mm. and so she was let me figure it out. Sort of like how I was talking about as an entrepreneur, let's yeah, figure, it figure it out. It I out. love entrepreneurial minds because that's, that's, how, that's what we do, <laughs> right. especially mission driven ones. And so, you know, she did the book and uh, created a program from it. And now there's, there's at least a few hundred trainers oh, that wow. are certified in her program. Nice. Nice. And that's something you've incorporated into your, what you do and how you work with people. Absolutely. Yes. And especially on the training side, when wow. I'm when I'm going to organizations or when I'm doing workshops, I, that uh, she's she's a master at storytelling and incorporating other tools that I've used when I'm especially in front of groups. Gotcha, gotcha. And and how did you get to uh, be a contributor to the book? Um, what's the name of the book again? It was it was called Conversations That Make a Difference. Difference. Shift your beliefs 
to make a difference. And it was through the, the Evolutionary Business Council. Ah, again, so through friend, our favorite organization. Yes, so my friend Marbeth. Uh, told me about it Mm -hmm. and she was also a contributor to the book and um and and i and 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 dc cordova cordova was in it and and i you know i don't know all the how everything worked but i'm assuming she probably brought in sharon lecter Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and and there were just incredible other authors that were in that book and i think if i were to look at it now and see all the all the co-authors. I'm sure I'm friends with a lot of them now because yeah. I, I this was about five <laughs> five six years ago. It's like right. oh I know her I know her I know her. <laughs> okay, all right. So so we don't have a lot of time left. Let's get into kind of what your work is and what are you doing. So so what is, how do you turn somebody's passion or dream into a million dollar mission? Mm, right. So I start with helping people discover or clarify what their mission is. And mm-hmm. there's really four pieces to that. You mentioned okay. passion. So uh-huh. what would you do if you weren't paid, right? These are some mm-hmm. questions. I'm gonna kind of come up, come up with some questions here. The other piece is your why, like what really matters to you and why, like really kind of continuing to unpack that. Mm. And the third piece is what is your, what I call your unique ability, which is like your genius zone. What mm-hmm. do people tell you or have been telling you for years? This is, you're so amazing at that. Or, mm. you know, you're, you'd be great at being an XYZ type of, you know, profession. And then the fourth thing is your story. And so how has your story shaped who you want to serve and how you want to serve them? And so for some people, I, I, I maybe alluded to this a little bit ago. Some people get sick because mm-hmm. they're not on in their path and right. then they end up, changing paths it's i've i've actually interviewed numerous people that that's happened too yeah. so i you know i i help people to come up with a lot of these questions narrow in on what their mission is mm-hmm. and that's so that they're in alignment with what their purpose and and, and mission is we have to start there as a foundation right. and then when we're talking about a million dollar mission right because mm-hmm. as a your regular mission you can be home and just kind of doing what you need to do and serving how, however you want. But let's amplify that. Mm. And we amplify that by seeing who can I serve in a bigger way? How can I serve in a bigger way? And how can I monetize it in a bigger way? And so I use the million dollar to kind of just give us, instead of like 10x, like a million exit. Right. So that we start to think bigger. Right. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with serving one person, because I just interviewed a friend yesterday who her coach saved her life. She was almost going to uh, kill herself. Uh, And so it was just an interesting, you were were talking about suicide earlier, that Mm -hmm. just one saving one person. I mean, like that is, there's nothing wrong with, or, you know, like there's value there in serving in small numbers, but let's go, when we're talking about impact, it's really about making that global the, um, global difference. And so amplifying it in that way. So that's how I work with people. Since I do incorporate the business coaching too, mm-hmm. I really help people to, to like juice it up so that we can think in larger numbers. And, and do you find there's a certain type of person or personality or maybe some common uh, broad experience that maybe people have had that, that then brings them to you to say like, you know, I'm just sick of what I've been doing. I want to find what my mission is in life. 
it does happen a lot of times with people in corporate worlds that uh, they are just not happy going back to the happiness piece right. and interestingly in that book and in that program purpose is one of the pillars is one uh, of the pieces that we focus on for having and connecting to our happiness because when you're on purpose when you're living your mission you're just a lot happier than if you weren't right so right. definitely i would say people in the corporate world and also if um if you don't have i would say the passion Definitely people who are doing uh, careers that they're not passionate about. Mm -hmm. I, I get a lot of those coming to me asking for support. Do you ever get people who are like, they've been passionate or they felt like they've been on mission for 10, 15, 20, 30 years, and now it just doesn't thrill them anymore and like things have shifted and changed and they just don't know where to go from there? Absolutely. Yes. It's interestingly, I found it with um, individuals who have had a pretty long career, who have been working for 30, 40 years, mm -hmm. and now they want to look at legacy. So ah. now they're, that's kind of tied into the million dollar mission. Now they're thinking, how can I leave something for generations to come? Those are people who are now starting to create additional, mm. uh, let's say like nonprofits or working with universities or creating academies or something where they're really starting to now do something or scholarship funds. That's another mm. big one. Something that's going to live on beyond, you know, what they've right. been doing in this lifetime. What do you find is like the biggest challenge or, or the biggest obstacle that people have to overcome to really embrace their mission? Mm, that's a great question. Because oftentimes, you know, we, 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 we might have an inkling or an idea of what our mission is, but we're scared or we're afraid or, or things keep showing up that stop us from fully uh, embracing it. Right. Yeah. What I was, what I was thinking is I loved how you mentioned stillness at the beginning is being, is, is being willing mm -hmm. to be, you know, to be still and listen to guidance mm -hmm. and trusting I think trusting the guidance that you're getting, at least for us who are very divinely inspired, I'm definitely somebody who I journal every day and I listen, is, is listening and then trusting that. And I think the other piece is not being afraid to just go for it, go on the path, and you're going to clarify along the way. You're, it's yeah. feedback. You know, I, I always tell my anybody on my team, like, test it, you know, okay, right. we're like, okay, I, I want to try it. Okay, let's test it. So right. when you go on once, you know, you take a step forward, and that's feedback. Right. So I, I like to say, just go for it and test it. So oftentimes, when we're working on on something, we feel is our mission, we're very passionate about it, we're very attached to it in some ways, we're kind of afraid to make mistakes with it, right? We want everything to be perfect. Yet, in order to get that feedback, we have to make mistakes, don't we? How do you encourage people to move forward and, and, and be comfortable with the mistakes and, and not only be comfortable with them, but maybe even embrace them and, and be happy about making the mistakes on the way? Well, I absolutely encourage healing work. Ah. <laughs> not that we all need to be fixed, right? Mm -hmm. That's it's not about that, but it's about understanding, noticing and being aware of those anxieties and those fears when it comes up so that we can, you know, 
ideally release it, but at the very least, the noticing helps to release all of those saboteurs. And a lot of times the saboteurs are ourselves. Yeah. We get in our own way. <laughs> it's not all right. the external stuff. It's we, we are in our own way. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I noticed on the Facebook Live, loyal listener Sanaya, thanks for reading my mind, Sam. Great question. <laughs> Afraid <laughs> process. <laughs> All right. It, it's time, believe it or not, to take our last break before we tie things up. So when we come back, um, you have an, an event coming up. I want to give you a chance to talk about that. And then I'm wondering if you have some tips for our, our audience of like, you know, either something to help them to clarify what their mission or passion is, and then, you know, maybe a tip about how to sort of overcome those initial uh, uh, stages, you know, when we're kind of a little afraid to embrace it, okay? I'd love to. Wonderful, Alexandra. Thank you so much. All right, everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. If you're listening on the Facebook Live, please put your comments or questions in there. We'll get to them in this last section, and we will be right back after these messages. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking this hour with Alexandra Figueredo um, all about uh, finding your mission. Um, so, Alexandra, for, for just before we close out, some tips for our audience. Let's say they've been listening to us and like, yeah, I want to be more happy. I want to be more on mission. 
where do they get started? What's just like even a prerequisite for just getting started? Mm. I would say if nothing else, really look into what you're passionate about. Mm. Because one, you're going to be happier <laughs> if you're doing right. what you're passionate about. And two, from my research and from my personal experience working with clients and myself, mm. the passion leads to your purpose and your mission. Mm. So you can start with making a list of 10 things you're passionate about. Mm. And what then I says suggest- they don't know what they're passionate about. Mm. Well, look at hobbies. Hobbies mm. are a great way to, you know, see what, what you like to do. So maybe right. passion might be a little, you know, could be a little elusive. So what do you right. like to do? What do you do mm-hmm. on the weekends? What do you do for fun? What do you do when you're not working if your work isn't fun? Right. <laughs> so start with making a list of, okay, so let, yeah, I love that. Like, let's just put it real, real simple. 10 things that you like to do for fun. If there mm-hmm. aren't 10, let's start with five. If there aren't right. five, let's start with one. And I right. would suggest doing, trying to do at least one or two things on the list every day, if possible. Mm. But at least try to do a few every week. And, um, and it could be something simple, like reading a book could be fun, you know, mm. so start doing a little incorporating what you enjoy every day mm. and your life is going to be happier. And you're also, uh, from my research, again, it's helped to help, uh, to really clarify what your purpose and your mission is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, if you're the kind of person maybe who enjoys animals, it's like, you know, spending more time with animals, learn about animals, you don't have to become a veterinarian, but maybe you volunteer at a shelter or something. Or, Absolutely. you know, if you're, you're, uh, love the idea of being an advocate for people who don't have a voice, maybe you, you uh, help in a, a, in a pro bono legal aid service or something like that. You can always find a little way to contribute in some fashion or get associated with it. I guess it's kind of, I, I like to use the analogy sometimes that like people who, let's say, get enthralled with the idea of being an actor in films. And so they want to be a movie star. But very, very, very few people become movie stars. But there are hundreds of supporting roles in creating a movie that maybe one of those roles or something you actually your talent and what you're good at. And so that moves you sort of closer. So at least you're in the community, at least you're in the environment towards something that you like to do. Like when I was a kid. Absolutely. I always wanted to be an astronaut. You know, I love, I was a kid of the Star Trek generation, <laughs> you know, always wanted to explore space. But then when I was in high school, you know, I've had glasses since I was third grade. When I was in high school, they were like, you had to have 2020 vision and you had to be a pilot in the air force to get into the astronaut program. And I'm like, I ain't going into the air force. And I certainly <laughs> at the time there was no LASIK or anything. And my, my eyes aren't going to change. So I kind of lost it. But then years later as an adult, as an entrepreneur, um, I ended up starting an online business in the aerospace industry, helping to uh, create this data, online database of flight qualified hardware and software and services and stuff. So I did actually get to contribute to the industry in some way, even though I wasn't the person going up in the rocket ship. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so when you look at it, even when I mentioned earlier, like their million dollar mission, it starts usually with something you're passionate about. You tie in what you're really great at, like your genius zone, as I mentioned earlier, unique ability, and then finding ways to support people in a much bigger way. And then you have people supporting, you know, the, the, the work that you are doing. 
you know, and in some cases, I know people who have been, um, let's say you're a veterinarian and, you know, and, and maybe you create a, a charity that supports animals so mm. that, you know, it's a for-profit and a non-profit, but now you're making a bigger impact, you know, and that's where I'm talking about really amplifying, juicing it up, but it has to start with tying in things that you're passionate about because right. who wants to work in something and support causes that they're not passionate about. Right. Exactly. Because then it's just a job and it's not a, it's not a mission anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. It's another job that you have (laughs) another undertaking. It's like going to weigh you down. You want it to light you up. Right. So now speaking of support, you have an online event coming up starting actually tomorrow, Friday, May 21st. Why don't you tell our audience about that? Yes. So the Mission to Millions series is about getting connected to your mission, making a massive impact and stepping into the spotlight to really reach your wider audience. And so a lot of the speakers that we're going to have are going to be talking about their best-selling authors. Like you mentioned, Dr. Anita Sanchez will be one of my guests. Uh, Doria Cordova will be one of my guests. People who are uh, Marcy Shymoff. We're going to have incredible best-selling authors that have reached millions of people with their message. We also have a psychologist and some other people that are going to help us with uh, imposter syndrome, breaking through some of the fears of, se- of sharing our message and of speaking. We've got R.B. Robinson, who's going to be sharing about speaking uh-huh. and the importance of speaking and, and having why your message matters. And mm-hmm. so these are the types of topics that we're going to talk about. And it's an incredibly diverse panel. We've got all different, uh, you know, just a wide range of topics as well, but all about uh, amplifying your mission so that we can reach more people. Wonderful. And, and, and how can people find out more about it? So the, 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 uh, the page to go to is mission to millions series.com. So that's mission to millions series.com. And it's completely free. So anybody who signs up will be able to access the event starts live tomorrow. And it's a few hours every day. We're going to have interviews every day and uh, running through the weekend. Um, okay, good. Wait, I've, ah, there it is. Yes. I put it into the Facebook live and we'll also have it in the, uh, show notes. That's, uh, www. Uh, missions to mission to millions series. Com. Yes. Awesome. All right. Beautiful. And, and so, uh, and, and how long is that? Is that like a one day event, a two day event? It's a three day event for about three, four hours every day. So we're going to have speakers speaking live every day and, and I'll be teaching and training as well throughout. Awesome. Awesome. So definitely check that out. Um, mission to millions series.com. Um, so, uh, uh, let me ask you, we only got like a couple of minutes left before the end of the show. Uh, you're a dance instructor. Do you still dance a lot? I do. Yes. So, and one thing I was going to tell you to making a point about, Uh, really shining your light and stepping up. One of the things I do to prepare for speaking is dancing (laughs) because it gets me into a higher vibration. So I actually use that as a public speaking tool and and I support people getting them into dancing and moving their body. It doesn't have to be actual dancing. It could be stretching and just moving your body to just get into a higher state so I incorporate dance into my events and I incorporate dance from that perspective. I really want to help elevate 
people's vibration and I'm passionate about it. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. And it's a great way of, 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 of being more in your body, right? You know, we're talking about sitting and being still, but movement is also another way to kind of ground ourselves and, and to make it physical, right? Because we can have all these great dreams and great ideas, but if we don't bring it into physical reality, then it's always just a, a, it's just a fantasy. It's just a daydream. Yes, and I'm going to share... 30 second tip. I use my abundance flow technique. It's Uh abundance, but I get an emphasis on the dance where Mm -hmm. dancing and movement for about 10 to 15 minutes, it could be shorter Mm -hmm. if you don't have a lot of time Mm -hmm. and getting into that higher state. I do a process called soul journaling where Mm -hmm. I ask questions, but it can just be as simple as like, what is my next right move? What, Uh you know, what, um, you know, questions like that, that are open-ended questions that um, I, I believe is connected to source, connected to God flowing right. through me. And, but it starts with getting into that elevated state. And gotcha. so I've worked it. It's fun for me and a lot of uh, people that I've done workshops with. And so mm-hmm. I'm always using that as a tip for others. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, so be- Quickly, before we finish off, if people just want to get in touch with you directly, learn more about you, Alexandra, what, what's your personal website or, or how can people just reach out to you and get in touch with you? I think my email is probably the easiest. It's Alexandra okay. at missionbasedbranding.com. Alexandra. And that website, which I'm in the process of moving over um, as we speak, but that is missionbasedbranding.com. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much. Well, Alexandra, it's been a pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you so much for coming on. Tell me just today, these days, what's your biggest challenge around your mission? Mm. It's been the flow piece. Mm. Is trusting that everything is in flow. Is that it's just trusting that everything is in flow. Beautiful, beautiful. Great way to end the episode. Trusting that we're in the flow. Thank you for coming on the show today, Alexandra. I wish you much success. Your event sounds amazing. Uh, I highly recommend people check it out. Mission to Millions Series.com. Um, and, and also, I, I just want to thank you, my loyal listeners, for tuning in today and for being part of the show. If you enjoyed it, if you got something out of this, please share it with your friends and, and let other people know about uh, this, this wonderful information. Um, and also, I just want to remind people that coming up later tonight, we have another premiere. We had Dismantle Racism premiere 11 a.m. today. And then at 6 p.m., we have Planet Pacalolo uh, uh, starting off. And then next week, we have another returning host. This is my second returning host coming back to the network. As, as most of you know, Kevin Barbaro has come back with a brand new show, Coffee Talk XL. And then next week, Frank Harrison returns with his show, Frank About Health. And so we'll, and that'll be at 5 p.m. on Thursday. So then we'll have 5 p.m., 6 p.m., 7 p.m. on Thursdays. The, the, the schedule is really getting full at the station. So if you know anyone interested in doing their own show, put them in touch with me quick at sam at talkradio.nyc uh, because the good slots are all going to be taken real fast. So thank you all for tuning in. Appreciate you all. We will talk to you all next week.
You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Profits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 